Hi, Jimmy here. Welcome to a special bubble episode of Shoulders of Giants. This week, myself and Sheppy are going to go deep on uh, on the TV phenomenon Ozark. So we're going to discuss all our thoughts on the show as a whole, including spoilers for the grand finale. So um, hope you enjoy this chat about the show Ozark. A little bit of a spoiler warning as well for uh, Breaking Bad and Mystic River. But basically, this is a, a big old debrief on Ozark. So hope you enjoy a very interesting uh, sort of double bill um, over the weekend. We were flicking around Netflix looking for something really random to watch and um, we've been watching a lot of very you know, random things recently in terms of violent and dark and shit and we just saw Emma, the new version of Emma, which, which I've been wanting to watch for a while with Anya Taylor-Joy and so on. Um, and so we're like, oh, let that, that's perfect, just what the doctor ordered. So we watched Emma, and it's great, by the way, uh, really good. I really recommend it. Um, so that's wonderful. But then the next, that was on Saturday, um, Saturday night. And then on Sunday morning, after the morning walk with the dog, uh, we watched Clueless. And that's a, a really, really satisfying double bill, which I highly oh. recommend. Uh, yeah, it was it was very satisfying. So that's Paul Rudd has been around for seventy years. It's amazing, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, and he he really hasn't changed. It's uh, <laughs> it's impressive. I was wondering if Alicia Silverstone like hates Reese Witherspoon for stealing her potential career because they, you know, and also because like, you know Reese Witherspoon read for for Clueless, you know she did, um, and and also does she hate Paul Rudd for for having his career. Or maybe Alicia Silverstone is very, very happy, but it does she seem seems to She seems very happy. I she was that, on the um, cusp of greatness. Yeah, And then she just kind of very, very quickly. Batman and Robin was only two years after Clueless, and already people were like, she sucks. So poor old Alicia Silverstone. And, not, <laughs> nothing, and it was before the film came out, it was before people realised what the film was even, but it was just like there was this whole thing about, about her being Batgirl and everyone was against her. So everyone went from loving her and loving that film to almost immediately not liking it. That's tough, so I man. We just watched um, that senior year, I think it's called. The one with Rebel Wilson it was on okay. Netflix. We just flicked it on and just watched it. And Alicia Silverstone has a cameo in that as like an Uber oh. driver. And um, it's a very obvious one. But I didn't pick, pick it. And she was like, that's Alicia Silverstone. And I was like, what? The like, this is a... Not an older lady, but definitely an older mum lady, like driving sure. you, but giving some, you know, maternal advice to Rebel Wilson. And I was like, oh, man. I mean, Alicia Silverstone, she's in my life in the last week, in two spots. Yeah. What well, would be the third go. Alicia thing today? Definitely not Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sheps, should we just launch into an Ozark chit-chat? What do you say, old buddy? Well, that sounds absolutely lovely. So in a build-up to Ozark, um, in terms of conversation, so yesterday, um, 100%, because we had finished Ozark like last week, 
Um, Marta and I watched Mystic River yesterday uh, with okay. Laura Lynn. Yeah. Oh, nice. Of know, course. Not to devalue anything, but playing the wife um, and someone who gets corrupted um, and also corrupts. And let's say, doesn't even get corrupted, but does a kind of a Lady Macbeth right at the end in terms of Mystic River. So that was 100% on my mind when, you know, I thought... Did she have... um, I've seen it, but can't remember it. Like, does she have similar quirks and and sorts of tips? She's a much, much smaller role in the film. Yeah. Um, So so she isn't given enough to do in terms of tics and quirks. So no, not at all. She's only shown really in two ways like as the sort of controlling, sort of not humorless or anything, but just from what we see of her at the beginning before the daughter dies in Mystic River, spoiler for Mystic River, um, she's kind of like, you know, the, the, the bad cop, whereas Sean Penn's dad is the good cop in the family dynamic in terms of yeah. the kids and stuff. Um, and then, of course, through most of the film, we just see her grieving. And she's not even in the film continuously that much. But at the end, she, like, says, yeah, let's, you know, you could be the most powerful man in the city, you know, and, like, embraces, you know, that and allows Sean Penn to go full on. By the way, about Mystic River as well, um, it would be, this is like an elevator pitch Mystic River, Shoulders of Giants sequel, but <laughs> Mystic River could easily be either the backstory to or the pilot episode for a TV show all about the rise of this kingpin of crime type um, in terms of Jimmy, uh, the Sean Penn character, versus his old uh, school friend, his old childhood friend, the cop Kevin Bacon. And and it really does end where they are just beginning a real major clash of the titans where he's going to be rising up and Bacon lets it be known, I won't stop until I brought you down. And that's the end of the film. And it could easily be the pilot to like a, a five season TV show of this, <laughs> like, you know, very much Shakespearean, you know, all hail Two great the actors at each other. That's great. It's sure, yeah, yeah. And it's very enticing. And it could easily be like, you know, the first, ep- you know, the events of the film could either be the pilot or it could be the kind of the unspoken, like, or little hinted at throughout the season of season one, let's say, of the Mystic River TV show. And at the end of season one, all the pieces fall into place and it's like, oh, we there was a third friend and what happened to him? Well, it was Tim Robbins and spoilers for Mystic River. He, you know, Sean Penn kills him at the end and that's sort of the big revelation. It could be done in different ways, but I would love to watch this big five-season, you know, TV show of this, you know, of him becoming more and more powerful as the crime boss of the city and Bacon, like, you know, being friends, but also I'm going to catch you. And it'd be good stuff. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, man. That'd be great. <laughs> well, Sheppy, Linny, man, 
she's unwatchably good in Ozark. But we'll get to that, I reckon. Well, I mean, you've got IMDb open, which is wonderful. I haven't really thought even about structure or anything here. I wondered about maybe we could do like, are we broadly happy with where it landed? Because I've listened to a couple of pods and people aren't that happy with the ending, interestingly. Um, I only have a couple well, no of Well, no one's ever happy with anything, are they? That's I mean, true. it's one thing to be unhappy. We've talked about it before, but like, you know, in terms of shows and stuff. But I think it's the perfect ending and people who aren't happy, I don't know what they want. It exactly. could have ended, you know, you're, you're given this wonderful build-up where you're, you're given sort of, you know, I love it where writers these days on TV shows are aware that audiences are savvy and so they drop in little things like the kids saying, you're definitely going to have to go for milkshakes when we're back in you know, Chicago. And you're like, well, they're dead. They're dead there, clearly. They're obviously not going to make it. <laughs> and little things like this really subtle audience manipulation to sort of red herring you. And right up until the end, you're like, are they get you know, are they done for now? And is someone going to die? Are they all gonna die? I was convinced Lily was dead in the car and everything after the crash. Yeah. And then having the very final moment being like, oh no, you're told they make it. They've, they've done it. It's like, you know, that's not what America is. You know, the cops say America isn't corruption leading to success and power. And I think it's Linny says like, well, yes it is. And then it's the end. And it's like, yeah, that, that's the perfect ending. It's like, you know, you have to have someone, the sacrificial lamb or the sacrificial roof someone who you didn't want to die had to die and then it turned out to be of course Ruth which was tragic but I'm so glad no one else did and even though ultimately like of course the main comparison here between series is Breaking Bad the corruption and being sucked in deeper and then you know and all, and then becoming this basic you know villain and and it's true, and it's great how it all pans out right at the end. And they have. Well, now, let me ask you this. So I don't know what people would want it to be. Do they want them to get caught? Do they want them to no die? I have no idea, really, Shep. There's yeah, no pleasing some people. No, agreed, but agreed, yeah. In terms of the ending, the very ending, and this is terrible structure, of course, but starting with the ending and everything. That's all right. I think but, we've got to get that off our chests. And we're like, are we happy with how they wrapped up a, a mega I'm show? I'm very happy like with how they ended it. But the, in terms of the very final shot, so, so you know, Jonah closes his eyes, right, when he fires the gun, mm. right? So, I believe so, yeah, yeah. So, but, it, so... Is that, and you don't see it, and it cuts to black and hear the gunshot. Now, I'm saying my interpretation of this, because you could read it as ambiguous, like, did he shoot him? Did he not shoot him? My reading of it was that he totally shoots and kills the cop, and he closes his eyes because he knows, like, he possibly would have been all right, and he possibly would have left this life of crime behind him. Um, but now he's a, a murderer. And he closed yeah. his eyes as he's acknowledging that this is my life now. And that's the Jonah bird shoulders a giant spin-off coming soon. <laughs> so so you've got that. So that that was my read on it. Um, because even if he did miss, 
Marty's, you know, the guy's going to take take off and Marty's going to tackle him and he's still going to, you know, so get killed. Now, whilst we're talking about Jonah firing guns for a second and again, jumping all over the place, but is it at the end of season two or maybe even season three or even later, but there was a, right at the end of one of the seasons, now correct me if I'm wrong, but Jonah shoots out a window, right? He does, yeah. And then in the next season, it's explained away by being like, oh, he was just shooting windows. But I was absolutely certain that he shot someone through the I window. I was too, yeah, yeah. I actually thought it was his sister at one point, yeah. yeah. So it was clearly not the sister, but if we both think that he did shoot... Now, were we... So we were obviously meant to believe that he had shot someone for potentially you have to wait till next season to find out who he shot. And then it was thrown away with like, oh no, he was just shooting windows. If he was literally just shooting windows, then that's a cop out. So I don't believe that it that the writers, I think they've had their shit together to such an extent. They're gonna so did he shoot someone? And is he, and is him shooting the cop at the end a kind of callback, like you're not the first person I've shot? In which case, of course, who the fuck did he shoot? It was never it never came back. Yeah, it's really interesting, Sheppy. I don't know. I don't know whether I prefer I prefer it in terms of it makes it slightly more believable, the incredible arc that Jonah's character goes on, really, let's be honest, you know, but I think um the uh but but actually it also makes it deeply creepy and sinister how calm he is after the fact for the yeah. whole time he's working for Ruth or otherwise, you know, like it's just uh, he's very much his father's son. Um, yeah, he is. So I think it might be my favourite payment, but we'll get to, I think we should do character by character in a minute, Sheppy, but let's just cover all the bits of Bob's here, because, yeah, amazing. I agree, yeah. man, he really is. You're right, it's wonderful. And and Charlotte is not quite a mother's daughter, I would say. Like, I mean, who could she be Wendy Bird? She looks like her? She's definitely <laughs> got elements, you know, coming from there. But then again, I think it's safe to say that Wendy was forged through her father, who, of course, was probably the biggest cunt in the whole show um who i believe is john boy from the walton he's in the americans as well i love him i've got okay good stuff um well i mentioned the waltons because i never watched it but i know you know good night dog boy good night john boy good old old boy um i mentioned because he was so much like that tonight it was so much the um american apple pie person so him coming back generations later to play the opposite of this like you know the soul of a family and then in this case in Ozark as this terrible horrible person who kind of win, who does win you know he's going to be getting money from Wendy he's gonna he's, yeah. he's totally gets all of, which is very frustrating and annoying but yeah yeah so that's interesting and again you know not all you know, people die who don't want to die. People totally survive and win don't want to. And, you know. Yeah. And again, it's a clever show because they are basically terribly immoral people, and yet you do want the family to win and survive. When, course, I want Jason Bateman to win. I don't. I think when it becomes that, I think we talked about it before, but that kind of Kennedy surrogate and what Wendy wants, the cake that Wendy wants to have as well. Like you know, yeah. I. 
feel that's the bit where it drifts for me and I'm like, cool, blimey. I'm not sure I really want them to succeed politically as well and become the well, influence Wendy that they want to. Is, she's the Heisenberg, right? She yeah. became full on by the end. Um, I thought it was going to go even more so. Like after she basically totally loses it um, and breaks down on the steps and totally, ah, uh, with the father and begging the father, you know, yeah. this whole, you know that, and then she cracks her head on the window, and there's yeah. that big close-up of her blood. I thought, right, well, the remaining episodes are just going to be Wendy essentially killing everyone through manipulation and so on, and just being like ridiculous. And they didn't quite do that, but she's, yeah, but she did. Of course, she is a winner. Now you might say that now that they're out, uh, presumably and they have become the power family, um, then is she going to stop, you know, stop being as corrupt? I mean, she, she made sure that the nasty man's son's political machines, you know, the... the yeah, you know, voting the machines, whatever, it, yeah. She got rid of the voting machines. So she did a good thing in that respect. So does that mean there's a tiny bit of light for her? in the future because she did or is it just because she hates the priest from mash um i don't know it's possible i agree with everything you've said man i think um the and and i, I love it all i've got a few points to just sprinkle in there around a couple of the spots well i'll just say this actually i liked the ending uh, the very ending as well and i'm glad like you said they're all still on the board and that there was you know ruth is that sacrificial but just a quick point on the ending that even in the moment I was thinking, oh, okay. But just the, the detective, the former policeman who's got the ashes, you know, in his hand and would be rugby tackled by Marty later. Like, you know, it is a little bit like he could have taken that and gone and he had to have his moment to rub it in their face. Yeah. And I don't know whether he would have waited around to do that. I know he's a very principled guy and they'd offered him the money. So they do kind of get out of that. And he needed to tell him he didn't take it or whatever. But I guess, you know, it's four against one. It might only end one way. It's pretty naive decision on his behalf, really. Whether or not it's a naive decision, it was certainly the wrong decision. I have to say, I mean, I don't think it's even in a show like this, which is as tightly written as it is. I really don't think it's up to us to say, I don't think that character would act that way. I think the writers have the authority to say that's that. That's fair. I just, it was just a little niggle I had. That's all. Just a little niggle I had. I was just like, ah. It just feels like, uh, you know, it's a bit, aha, I've got you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the old days, you know, like, I don't, he's literally waiting for the his car. <laughs> it's okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's just a small point. But, um, but yeah, no, I thought it was brilliant. I thought, you know, like I said to you before, the whole thing, I don't think I've ever seen a show with so much at stake still with an episode to go, right? And then, and yet they managed to round it up. It was amazing. Like, and it really built the stress that they'd be feeling for you as a viewer as well. Like, boom, boom, boom. There's so much still to resolve, so much still, still to resolve. And you know you've only got this tight little pack. Anyway, man, sorry. Well, again, well, I don't understand. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I understand what your point is, but um, I mean, first, it's, it's from the beginning, every episode, every line of dialogue, you know, it's the opposite of Lost, where they were clearly making it up as they went along. Um, so, I, I, so I'm not sure exactly what point you were making, just in terms of, 
for the last episode. If they needed another episode, they would have. No, had I'm, I'm, make, I'm making the opposite point, Sheppy. I'm making absolutely opposite point. Like just. I loved it. I loved how they landed the plane, but I've never seen a show with, you know, if you looked at it and you're like on your Netflix or whatever, and there's one to go and you're like, my God, there's so much at stake still. Do you know what I mean? And there's so much still to do. And they did it. I'm I'm saying they wrapped it up beautifully in a bow, but I've never seen a show with so much to wrap up going into the last episode. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just thought it was genius. I've never seen it like you know, you, you you'd watch Game of Thrones and you think, "Crikey, they absolutely rushed it!" But there's not that feeling when you leave Ozark. You're like, they really, really nailed it. Yeah. I'm well, like... with, with Game of Thrones, they rushed like three seasons, so that's a little bit different. But yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, in terms of how <laughs> meticulous the show is, yes, it's it's very impressive um, and very good. I want to talk for a second about poor old Ruth because yeah. Um, and, you know, it gets to the point where you're like, if only, if only, if only, like, if only Wyatt had have gone with her, he wouldn't have married fucking Darlene and he oh. wouldn't have been shot as an afterthought because he just happened to be Stunning there. Moment. And then Ruth wouldn't have killed him, you know, Bingy. And then, that, yeah, and then it you know, wouldn't have happened. You know, she was killed just because of that one revenge hit. Nothing, nothing else and nothing deeper. So it's like, oh, such a shame and the first time since the omen have i seen a subtle slow motion bullet um which was pretty <laughs> special i've seen michael bay slow motion bullets and i have nothing i like those but um it was you hear the gunshot uh and then but because there's no sudden ex- you know blood explosion from from her you know the camera's holding on you can hear the gunshot Again, maybe it's just me conditioned. It's you think for a second it's going to be a double fake, like when someone's holding a gun on someone else in a film. You hear the gunshot, and the person flinches, and oh no, they've been shot. But then the person holding the gun looks down, and they've been shot. I thought for a split second that would be the case because you hear the gunshot, and Ruth is unaffected. But then you see the bullet in slow motion going into the frame, and then into her, and they're like, oh no! But at least she wasn't tortured to death. That's what yeah. I. That's my consolation that I got out of it was that at least you got it clean in the heart, and yeah. you know. <laughs> it was so, like you said before, like quite well telegraphed. That wasn't it. You just watched her whole life get sorted, and you just think, "Oh no!" It's like you, that. That yeah. for me was the milkshake. I didn't really pick up on the milkshake with the kids, but uh, I um I, I guess. Uh, but but for Ruth, I was like, oh no! For quite some time, I thought this is this is going to be tough, like really tough. And they kept layering it on with all the you know, clean record. Everything yeah. was amazing. Um, and the uh, yeah, she's getting the pool. She's getting the nice house and oh. everything. It's when they're at, on the boat, and then um, you know the the sister, the head of the cartel, now gets the the business lady. And you know, puts the pressure on her, yeah. and she just breaks. And you're like, ah, oh. you know, she loses her nerve and just says it. You know, that moment is stunning, isn't it? It's, yeah, you just take a breath. I really yeah. wanted Marty to just, you know, during the pause, saying, you know, and you wonder why she's scared of you or something like that, just to break it. But they, everyone remained silent, and and she broke. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's so Amazing. awful. 
Yeah. May I say yeah. also, the last episode was directed by Bateman, and he directed several, including the first few episodes of the show. And Bateman is, as it turns out, a fantastic director. But what he's really good at, which really struck me, is he's really good at showing people get shot. Because um, in the first season, when Darlene shoots the, the cartel guy, who's like the main cartel guy up until that point, and you don't see Darlene get the gun, you don't see her cock the gun or anything, it's just holding on him, and then he just gets shot get, you know, from out, you know, and you're like, oh my God. And it's the same with Ruth at the end, with the bullet and everything. Um, and it happens that, that there are other examples of just like really good. And also in the pilot, uh, in the first episode, someone got shot in the head, uh, which we've all seen a million times in films. But again, and I can only assume this was Bateman's decision because in all the episodes he did direct where someone got shot, it was always in an interesting way that I hadn't necessarily seen before. And in the first episode, someone gets shot, but it's like in the mouth. And, and it's not a big close-up or anything, but like their lips just burst apart and their teeth are just sort of exposed and the bottom half. You know, I've seen it so many times, someone gets shot in their forehead and there's like a brain splat behind them. But they got shot in the mouth and it sort of made the bottom half of their face like a skeleton grip. And it's like very, very inventive uh, violence. And by the way, not shooting, but again, I'm pretty sure it's the first episode where the man who Wendy is having an affair with and he gets thrown off that really, really high balcony and oh, Marty's yeah. going into the building and then he just goes Bop, and splats next to him. Like, and you don't see any of the other build up. You don't see him get thrown off or anything like that. It's just established that they're very high up. Then you see Marty walking into the building and this body just like splats next to him. And there's just loads of really good, unexpected, violent moments like that. And I'm going to give it to Bateman. So good for him. This is—it's absolutely his. Well, obviously there's other people involved, but you know, in terms of being front and center as a character too, like what what a tour de force from Bates as well, right? I feel like I'm more—I was more invested in him going into this than I was, say, Brian Cranston going into Breaking Bad. And what I mean by that is like, I feel like when Cranston broke Bad, I was more ready for it. I was more ready to believe he was evil first. Do you know what I mean? Where, like, Bateman, for me, he's just, he plays it so beautifully. Like, you yeah. you know, you'd pretty much go to the very edge of darkness with that character, wouldn't you? Because he's so likable in a very real way. I, th I think his performance is stunning through this. And it's interesting, yeah. the discipline of his direction, Sheppy, as well. I was thinking, like, for a lot, good deal of time after watching that finale, I was like, Did I want one more beat of just Marty's reaction to Ruth's death. But then I think he was really, I think, disciplined there because you're, you're really almost seeing this in real time. You know, you probably have a moment later that evening. Maybe, maybe. We don't know, actually. He's, he's also, you know, we, we know he's sort of broke. He's chosen his family. That's what's happened. But so... I guess the discipline of not showing a moment where your character will gain a degree of sympathy or like the audience going, okay, you've ignored the truth's death, but there's no time for that because we literally see it almost happen in real time. They have it. They know it's probably happening. It might not have even we, happened yet. You in their see life. them grieve before it happens. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You're right. the boat, there's nothing they can do. And he says, yeah. and there's that amazingly subtle, lovely moment between Ruth and Marty in, I guess, the last episode 
if, um, if not the penultimate episode, where he's, she says, like, you know, I want to kill He says, I, I can give you a private eye from a Robert Foster, and he yeah. can, like, make you work at Cinnabon or something, and, like, you, know, you can live a new life. <laughs> and, and she said, I like the name, I like my name, I like Langmore. And he says, yeah, I like it too. And they have this tiny, tiny moment, and there is this, there is something there which has always been there, which is, you know, a deep, a deeper feeling, let's say. And they, and they, the whole show is just a masterclass of subtle, subtle acting, which conveys it all. And, and both of them both do that. They have, you know, convey that very well. Um, the whole show should be called Skin of, Skin of Your Teeth, because it's all just, you know, talking about Marty, just, you know, being on like, absolute on the very edge of blind panic absolutely out of his uh, element and out of his depth all the way through the entire show and just just holding it together thinking quickly but not letting the person who's about to possibly kill him see that he's thinking quickly because <laughs> if they do see that he's thinking quickly then they're gonna know and then they're gonna kill him and it's and, and it's conveying this all the way through it's so good where He's just in this blind, he's sweating on the inside, literally. <laughs> and he's just keeping it together, like, uh -huh, uh, well, you know, maybe we should you know, do that if you... And he's doing that, and he's just like, you know, it's just like, oh, my God. It's <laughs> of course, we knew the trucks were empty sort of thing to Navarro yeah. or the FBI. It's really tough. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old just, you know, Someone <laughs> dropping a massive, like you say, like one of those atom clangers on him, and then he's just like, yeah, yeah, no, well, you know, we did that, and yes, I got Wendy's back, and I knew all about it, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and he's just, yeah, and all the way through this, you know, he is just, just a, a syllable, half a syllable ahead of a bullet, oh, so yeah. many times, it's, uh, <laughs> and again, through the acting is, it's very, very good. That's amazing. And let me also, half a syllable ahead of a bullet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also want to say Bateman showed quite a lot of restraint in other ways because he only did the Bateman wink maybe three or four times a season, which is amazing. Because if you want Bateman in anything, anything from Arrested Development to Team Wolf 2 to everything in between, he will do the Bateman wink where he's talking and he like flicks a wink. In every <laughs> single film, I would say, Bateman has ever been in at least once possibly twice in every single world, he'll, he'll, he'll flick a Bateman wink. Um, I can't even do it without giving myself a twitch. It's like, it's not a ding. It's like a, yeah, well, you know, you know, just like, you know, you, you, stick with. Um, and he, he kept it. You must have just been like, they probably CGI'd it out. That's true <laughs> in every scene in the show. It was, it was in the, I think my favourite moment of his is when they need the funeral parlour for a meeting. And, uh, I mean, it's not the best moment of acting, but it's really made me chuckle and happy when he needs the funeral parlour for a meeting and he has to, like, just quickly run in there and pay someone off and get their casket to for 50%. Okay, yeah, 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 well. And he sort of has a moment. It's like with Chevy style. He has a moment of yes. grieving and then he nods and he's like, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> yeah. need to, uh, just yeah. hurry this along then, please, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah it's really fun um, like you said about the subtle performance of Sheppy I mean I I've got to tell you like Laura Linney for me in this is in this sort of 
they really, they, I think they they knew what they were getting with Bateman, obviously because it was fucking Bateman casting himself. But like, you know, then you got you got Linny coming in, kind of from the movies. You know, I know it sounds silly. The people were coming into prestige well, TV yeah. by then already, the but you know, it was a big, Congo. big mega thing. <laughs> and then they, they obviously discovered Ruth, and she does her thing. Maybe we'll get to it in a bit more in a minute because. But Laura Linney's performance for me is in that Claire Danes in Homeland, almost unwatchably good. Like, I just, you know, it's really hard. I mean, she's the one that does a really good incredulous, like, you know, yes. really? You know, but in a very kind of like, um, I don't know, she contorts her face a lot. She's really, I think she's just the right side of over the top, Linney, but my God. It's really easy to get on the team against her, isn't it? She's really it's unlikable. The, um, it's for Simon Pegg in World's End. Yeah. Uh, it's too yeah. convincing as uh, an unlikable character. And how brave a performance playing a character that unlikable. Because even Walter White is Cranston and he still does like little moments of comedy and so on. Um, whereas Linny plays it without any winking to the camera or yeah. anything like really just you know like i don't know there was this one moment in one of the last episodes where she does this little queen of passive aggressive but they're in the casino and it might be when ruth comes in is like we're gonna take over half of this fucking bitch or whatever <laughs> and lily great ruth. kind of cracks on the <laughs> she like Cracks it, okay, let's go. Or so just like, and you're like, oh, you really, yeah. really want to slap Linny. Um, and there's a lot of moments like that where it's, yeah, brave performance in that it's irredeemably annoying unlikability. Not even the immoral aspect of her, mm. you know, doing all of the terrible things that she does and ordering deaths and all of that. Not even, it's more stuff that people can generally relate to like the passive-aggressive manipulation and the like, ah, yeah, well, you you do it your way and we'll see what happens. And you're just like, oh, oh, yeah. you. Um, <laughs> it's very, very impressive. I thought it was a great decision, writing-wise, to kind of show that scene of her brother getting killed again. and uh, but, but with the view of, like, she'll never know that he forgave her, you know? And I thought that was just quite, like, a, a nice decision do you know what i mean there's nothing to show really there apart from just flipping well, correct it, me if I'm wrong, but we didn't see ben die before we knew he was no dead. you're right yeah yeah so it's just to see it and to see how it went down was and also of course floor uh nelson was the one who you know who, of course killed yeah killed that actor's name in real life is nelson by the way that's um which is nice <laughs> but but the fact so you like the way he dies, Sheppy Nelson. Quick aside yeah. note, because I I thought it was good, but I did think the uh, it was a I really liked her. Sorry, side note, sidebar on the sidebar, but like just the friend coming back was good, that that lady who owned the bar that Marty yeah. first started working in. She added a nice energy, I thought, to that last season. She was good and a nice friend for Ruth. And then like I, I thought it was good. I just thought he approached. Ruth's compound a bit naively it was my only thought there like he comes straight in there I mean you know the the um the 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 mum of uh 
God, I want to say Lalo. I've forgotten the, the guy's name. But anyway, the big mob boss lady at the end, you know, she at least does one little clever thing, leaves the car and then comes out of the woods at Ruth. So she has the edge on Ruth, you know, like he's been working the Ozarks for ages, Nelson. And like he comes steaming into the area, in the rain and like leaves himself pretty vulnerable, you know, so. I will yeah. say um, in terms of this, you know, everyone makes little mistakes in that show. Everyone. I mean, it's a yeah. human show. Because I would even say, what the fuck was Ruth doing getting out of the car? As soon as you see that fucking Ozark car, you put it in reverse and you get the <laughs> fuck out. You don't get out of the car and say, what are you doing? What's, whose car is this? So, you know, so that that's one thing. In terms of um, Nelson, his well, he made a mistake. But in you could say on his part, He's going to this, I was convinced by the way, she, the uh, Rachel, the lady who you're talking about, she was there, she was watching Duck Dynasty, she was eating, you know, her, her stuff and just being happy. And in terms of Nelson, he's, the last time he saw her, he was like making her shit himself when he had a gun to her head in the back of the car. So yeah. he's like, the people who I have fucking dealt with, I have killed like, you know, Mexican bandito hardcore people. <laughs> just gonna go, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna, and by the way, if he was 30 seconds later arriving, then she, Rachel would have just run into the woods. She only got up onto the roof of the trailer because she, because he arrived. You know, oh my God. That's true, yeah. So it's a lot of bad luck for poor old Nelson, the unsung hero of the entire <laughs> show. Um, I will say, so no, I mean, you know, I, so I don't, have a problem necessarily with him going steaming in and not going, you know, seal, seal, seal team six. But I will also say it did, they made a choice of the scene where, you know, she's lying on the roof and she shoots him twice and he's dead. If it was Breaking Bad, if it was Vince Gilligan, for example, directing that scene, they, that, because he's a master of just cratching up the tension you know you would have seen from her point of view through the sniper scope, you would have seen the finger on the trigger slowly, slowly you know, moving, you would have seen it from a million different ways, uh, and then you would be convinced she was going to pull the trigger and miss or something like that. Um, but they did it in a, in a very kind of almost matter-of-fact way where she gets him and then she gets him again and he's fucking dead. And I respect that choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was a great scene, to be fair. Like Ruth on the phone to her telling her what to do and stuff. I always yeah. like a shouty phone moment. It's great. Yes, yes. That's a bit of a 24-type thing. You know? <laughs> oh, my God, they're coming. Okay, close the door, Chloe. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, um, brilliant moments, Jeppy. Brilliant, brilliant moments. And I think it... Uh, but I, I, I feel like there wasn't anything as quite... I mean, everything is kind of like 9 or 10 out of 10. But the I feel like the Darlene um, death with uh, his name is Wyatt. Thanks, Shappy. And yeah, Darlene and Wyatt, like that was the uber heart in the mouth moment for me. Like for 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 the for that close little yeah. chunk of episodes, like you know, that's kind of where I was like, oh my god, they just did well, that. Darlene pushed her luck and pushed her luck, yeah. and she thought she was invulnerable. And right at the end. She, you see fear, and maybe you could feel like a bit of sympathy. I personally didn't because I was just like, oh, 
fuck off, Darlene. Just, yeah. you know, what on earth did you expect? And also, frankly, with Wyatt, I only am sad that he died because of what the, the knock-on effect with Ruth. But exactly, again, yeah. with Wyatt, just like, oh, for fuck's sake, Wyatt, just get get out. And by the <laughs> way, oh, Jesus, Darlene, are you kidding me? Peter Mullins had his dick in that. Do you really take... Oh. So, so none of that's oh, very much. I hope no one's having <laughs> their breakfast over this pod. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, in terms of Darlene, she was an interesting character, and anyone who does shoot someone else's dick off. And what's his face? The son, Junior, who did get his dick shot off, he became much more sympathetic and likable once his yeah. testosterone left. And the show was very good with that in terms of even Navarro. And by the way, another Jason Bateman shooting clever way where you know he's going to die. It's yeah. so, but, but then you get shot off camera. Yeah, you don't see the, the person. And, and you feel, I mean, again, just speaking for myself, Navarro was, you know, the antagonist, the villain, through so much of the show and yet at the end there I was I feeling like oh no not Navarro no <laughs> don't kill Navarro which again is one of the genius elements of the show yeah great it can do that it's very impressive well you kind of you think that could be the out if he gets out and gets out in time and cools everything off and gets you know maybe yeah. a little moment you know when he does this little strut a strut comes back just before yeah. he gets shot and you're like oh no i feel so sorry for the other by the way that scene the prison guard who's driving and then it's like you know his friend they probably work together for ages it's like i'll just go and take a piss just get so i walks past the you know, bang bang shoots him straight in the heart he's dead immediately immediately and so that's really the, the ultimate victim of the whole show just like people like that who are just like oh man just collateral damage and yeah. so immediate <laughs> like yeah what a shame um, so yeah, so I like all of that. I think um, the I, I don't have actually much more scribbled chip. I don't think. I mean, look, should we just touch on Ruth a little bit as well? Because I mean, yeah. what, well, a what a great character! Another sort of Jesse Pinkman, isn't it? Like you know, one yeah. of these not meant. Well, to be when the, the show whole... started, and when I saw the first few episodes, and you, you know, I keep making Breaking Bad comparisons, and they are they are there to be made, and she was absolutely the Jesse character to, but frankly, Marty, and I guess Wendy and Marty are both Walter White, really, because she's not Skylar. Um, that word? Anyway, um, but yeah. And then the old man in the house for the first couple of seasons was absolutely kind of the mic um, and, and everything. And so there were, there were a lot of sort of like similar characters within relationships to each other and so forth but you know right from the beginning it obviously had its own flavor where there were these mirrors that you could put up and as Ruth she yeah like Jesse she was very much a victim she had this life before meeting in this case Marty and in the case of Jesse before meeting Walter and then being sucked in and on one hand, ending up with a lot of money, but on the other hand, at what cost? I mean, you know, just terrible, terrible cost. Um, not even counting the death, but just everything that they go through. And not even being waterboarded by Helen, but just 
you know, it was a great death. Ellen's death was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was another good shocking brain splat moment. That, by the way, quick zag on that, Sheppy. I felt that that, and we touched on it a bit as well when if um, Jonah had shot someone through the glass and, um, you know, I feel like in that moment, they did a genius point of, well, if we never get commissioned to do another series, you could end Ozark there with just they're trapped with the mob, you know, the the cartel, sorry, not the mob. Um, You know, they're just trapped. They can't get out. You know, and that last shot could have been the end of Ozark as well. Yeah. And yeah, it sets up the next season if you get it sort of thing. I, I think the right is in America. It's so bloody clever like that. But anyway, sorry, man. Zagging all over the place. But yeah, Ruth. <laughs> Amazing, man. That moment, the performance after White gets shot is stunning. Like, holy well, shit, I it feels so liked, raw. Ruth, right from the beginning, I liked her a lot. And I, it was a, a very, very raw character. And obviously very you know a big character and someone who you can automatically like very very you know, big mouth very fun you know sentences dialogue um and just cool and everything yeah. so a very very likable character which again perfect then that she's the one who dies because she's the one who you, know, you most don't want to die yeah yeah, you're right. You kind of want the last shot to be her doing <laughs> Jesse and getting out kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. And no, she's it's, in a show. She's in a show at the moment, Sheppy, that she's got me watching. Uh, called Inventing Anna, which I don't recommend right. to you. It's way too oh, slow. No. And uh, it's all oh. it's all about. But she's brilliant in it. I mean, it's you know, it's just not our cup of tea, man. You know, it's one of those. Well, it's a it's a um. A, a girl who's I know what it is, and, I'm, 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 and I am, and I'm really up for it. Oh, um, fair play, and, shipping, and yeah. let, me, let me say, I totally take uh, umbrage, not our cup of tea. I'm just not my cup of tea. Even know what's in this cup. <laughs> um, I don't know if you have the authority to say I'm now setting myself up to watching it, and it's oh, going to be the bloody worst show I ever hate it, and then I can't ever tell you after this massive diatribe. <laughs> and another thing, what gives you the right to tell me what my cup of tea is? I'll have you know, and then I'm watching it like. <laughs> I've just seen an episode in Germany and that's made me feel nice and happy like I visited Europe or something. So that was nice. That was nice. Oh, but, good. But, oh, well, that's uh, one yeah. thing I could really do with, frankly, watching more TV <laughs> because we feel like I'm in Europe. Yeah, thanks for that. That's a ringing endorsement. But yeah, good stuff. Um, but no, good for her. She's brilliant. I, I hope, it? She's brilliant. I hope Very that different. she has a, a great big career. Yeah. This disappears yeah, no, into that part. So, yeah, I think she's Very got... Impressive. Yeah, yeah, defo, man. Hey, I wanted to, let me just talk about one other thing from my end then. Like, you've mentioned it earlier, actually, but the car accident. So they put quite a lot on it, you know, in terms of they start the season with it. Yeah. And then, you know, it doesn't come in until the very end of the show, really, you know, all told. And yeah. I agree with you. I thought Linny was with her carped it. And then I thought that feels I I I'm glad they did everything they did, honestly, because like you said, they you want all the family in play for the end. But for a brief moment there, when I thought Linny was gone, I was like, holy shit, like that's pretty like that feels very real. Like she's full yeah. of life, she has all this stuff still to achieve, and yeah. she's just fucking snuffed. And I, I thought that was very powerful for the brief moment that you thought it was happening. I have know. to say about that, so I'm watching the show, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, that car crash has got to happen. But then I start thinking, but 
they're, they're this big one happy family. When you start the season with that scene and they're in the car and they're all being happy together. So I'm watching going, nothing in the world is gonna make these four people sit in a car and be a happy, genuine family. So then I started thinking, and I had forgotten the specifics of the dialogue you know, and everything, but I was like, is it like, it's never gonna refer to it again? And then is it kind of like, oh, it was a, uh, like a metaphor for the family. Like they start off and then they go off onto the wrong lane and then they have this crash all together because you know, they took the eyes off the road. Was it all gonna, was that crash gonna be this like metaphor and that would fuck off a lot of people. Um, so cause I just couldn't figure out how on earth that I was thinking if they all die, like, you know, in the show and then it cuts to, you know, even though it's totally off brand, but just then it's like, oh, this is kind of not the afterlife as such, not literally, oh, this is them driving to heaven or whatever, but just again, as a kind of a, like a symbol or a symbol. And I just couldn't think it can't literally happen not because of the crash, but just because they're all so happy in the car together and they're not faking it. Like, how on earth is that gonna happen? And then it's like, well, maybe they're gonna totally win everything and then it's gonna be the last scene. But then how unsatisfactory would that be if it's the first scene and the last scene and they have this crash, well, the birds are dead and then the credits. So I really couldn't figure out how it was gonna work its way in, but they, they did it and it worked. Um, Dude, yeah. In a way, it was a real shooting through the window and like, oh, Jonah just shot out through a window, wannabe, because it was like, are you okay? Oh, yeah, we just had a car crash, but we're fine. It's like, I've been waiting all season to find out what's going to happen. Oh, no, we're fine. <laughs> but it, it did work. It, it worked very well. And it did that trope, which is very popular with uh, TV shows these days, where you'll start with something happening and then it will take a while to build up. Season two of Hannibal does that where it starts, you could even say with a twist, which is therefore ruined because it's right up front. And then towards the end of season two of Hannibal, you see it play out. And a million, million things happen with this now where you have a moment and then you find out later how it came to be. But it worked, it did work. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm happy. And of course you get so sucked into everything. I wonder, because there's so much stuff to watch these days, when if I'm ever going to sit down and rewatch Ozark, but it feels a bit exhausting to me at the moment to try Ozark. I feel like there's something, yeah, it's so deep and 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 tough. It's a tough watch, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. I just I wonder how it will hold up on a second viewing. Again, just for me personally, in terms of. Um, getting it through like little loose ends like that where it like so much happens in every episode and so you sort of forget things so re-watching it will certain loose ends potential loose ends hold up the scrutiny um, and little narrative decisions like that but I think so and also frankly knowing how it ends and knowing that for all intents and purposes it certainly seems like they have won that might, that could work. That, that could make it more rewarding to watch. But like I say, the only thing, because I wouldn't watch it straight away, of course, but if I were to watch it again, it would be in, let's say, a couple of years. 
but again there's so much fucking stuff to watch <laughs> i just don't know if i if i would be able to but it's yeah it's a it's a very good show i think it's safe to say absolutely i love the vibe of it i love the little symbols at the beginning i love the whole mm. shebang i love what it all meant and the little bubble of it and how yeah, it's just wonderful. I, th- I thought I think my favourite season was the brother season. I thought he was mm. a great addition and injected a real energy into it all. It was wonderful. Yeah. Like, he was really cool. And that and... actor is in my TV show of Cocktail. So good for oh, him. He's nice. doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. thought he was so stunning. Still... Like, I honestly expected to see him, like, emmied up to the eyeballs. And then I don't mm. know that he actually got rewarded for that role, but I thought he was brilliant in it. Like, just yes. really excellent. And deeply yeah. affecting and yeah poor old him like Ruth, right? yeah yeah well yeah exactly it's very cool and again another flawed tragic character oh let me just say one more thing about the dad what a cunt i hate him more than anyone else um he, what a hot i was so hoping that ruth was going to shoot him in the motel at the end um yeah just a horrible person but oh by the way the the guy um is it sam the the guy the real loser with the gambling problem and oh yeah yeah <laughs> all of that he um, gets chris and, all that baptized doesn't he that, right and all of that you know it's like you know, she says he's going to teach me you know, uh, like gratitude oh yeah i'm sure she is yeah. <laughs> um that he's he's a great character and you know just like yeah i like Again, just this nice moment, this nice closure for that character. Frankly, a show that dense, you could not put a cap on that character and you probably wouldn't notice. And if you did notice, you'd be like, well, when are they going to fit that in? But they did do it and they did put a cap on that character, a beautiful cap on that character. And then when he says to Wendy, thanks for always having my back, and the audience and Wendy are just like, oh, you poor sap. You have no idea. You, and and Wendy is kind of like gives him a hug, like oh, you know, and she's like oh okay, you know, <laughs> oh, you have no idea, you'll be having your back, you, you ridiculous fool. So <laughs> I, that's all, and what you know, and also you totally believe that actor, that performance. Is Agreed. Yeah. Perfect. They cast really, the small town people really, really well, didn't they? Gave them yes. the right character. Even everyone through, it's like a brilliant Springfield-esque, like it's all bloody dotted around yes. Darlene over there. Like, you know, just perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. No, it's strong. It's very strong. Um, it's, it's got no. that sort of thing. One of the things I love, like not Wicker Man style, but you know what I mean around, you get to visit a place and feel embedded in a place. And like, you know, you kind of go in with the characters and stay around a bit, you know, and like, it's just, yes. it's got that kind of vibe, which I love. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Well, good old Ozark, as far as I'm concerned, very well, happy. Good old Ozark, says I. Um, there will be other things, of course, because really, obviously we've really just been talking really about the last episode and the climax and everything. Um, but it's, it's strong. It was very strong. And I think it was one of those shows uh, where really it was the perfect length as well. It didn't outstay its welcome. And maybe another season would have just been too exhausting. Just like, Jesus, um, you, know, you know, enough. So all of that is good. I will say um, Marty could say, did he lose his humanity uh, at some point? You know, it's tricky. 
Wendy, I think it's safe to say, lost her humanity. But in terms of general, generally, I don't, I don't think Marty ever did. He was just frantically, you know, oh, he was I, corrupted and so on. But I don't think so. He was just always just trying to keep his head above water. There was a, I mean, there's a little period of the show that I'll be honest, I don't remember very well. So this is a stupid point, but you know, like the Zeke stuff with the baby and the priest. I can't really remember it all, but I remember the show slightly sagging under the weight of that plot line when they kidnap him and stuff. And like, I don't know how that goes down, honestly, completely. I can't quite remember, but I, you mean I don't. When remember. Marty is kidnapped. Is he kidnapped by the priest, or does the priest kidnap him? I can't. I don't remember. even remember the priest. Right, because isn't Zeke's dad the priest? Uh, oh God, maybe I'm bloody misremembering everything, but I think I thought there was a priest who. Um, in in the show who got killed by them i'm not sure but anyway i might be misremembering sheppy it was a, it was a low point of the show for me as well it just sort of sagged a little with that character you know but i think that was the zeke origin story you know the baby that darlene had and uh, yeah right, okay. but, yeah anyway <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure that, maybe maybe that's that's not uh, but mm. Now, there was something else I just wanted to mention before we put a cap on it, um, but it's, it's gone. But I will say um, it was a very good show. It was very nice. I liked it very much, and it made me very happy. You could argue with Breaking Bad that it could have finished a season earlier with the reveal that Walter had the plant in his garden, um, and that could have been essentially the end and it would have been a loose end with Hank and so on but it would have it could have worked um, and I'm glad they did do the extra season but perhaps because season four spoilers for Breaking Bad Gus blows up with Ding Ding Man um, that and since he is so much the focus you know the main antagonist of Breaking Bad and then the sort of the, the weird Nazi guys came in to be the, the villains in the final season. You could you, you could say it feels sort of not tacked on, but you know what I mean? There's an arc with Walter and there's an arc with Gus, and then it and then once Gus is out of the way, you are like, okay. Um, whereas of course Ozark never had that. It was all just momentum, momentum building, it was all flowing and it was very strong. So, yeah. I, so I like it. It's good stuff. It's nice. Nice, Sheppy. Nice. Well, pleasure good chatting it out with you, man. Good, good old, old Benny. Good old Benny. Good old everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's like, now I know you mentioned earlier that Bateman cast himself and so on. Obviously, he was one of the producers and he was one of the you know, directors and so forth. I wonder how it came to him. I don't know enough about how the show came to be. I mean, yeah. Uh, because I know he wasn't the writer, he wasn't the showrunner. So, so I'm assuming it was pretty much mapped out and then Bateman came on board and then became one of the, the main driving forces. I don't think he was there from the very beginning, but he was certainly you know, one of the key creative elements in, yeah. in the show. And Did you watch the little making of at the end? It was very sweet. No. Oh, oh really I'm glad Netflix I just rolled that on, which is annoying. Like, didn't let the show just sit for a moment. Like, you went straight into the behind. Oh, well, the if Netflix does yeah. that, no, I always try to. This totally takes me out of it. I, maybe I'll look at that, but I would need to take it. That's the yeah, that shit. 
Um, I hate the thing with Netflix anyway, when you're watching it and you want to sit there and be like good old life. And then if you have to be quick, because then it will go to the next episode, you can't just enjoy the credits and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, in I, this case, you really go to a brand new show, you didn't even know you wanted. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. like, you know, because that one's finished. Or on this one, it's almost the worst version of that, where, hey, hey Ruth's alive. And like, there she is with a little yeah. blood on girl dancing around with Bateman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a really like, oh, bad no. idea. That's bullshit, actually. Absolutely. That's why I'm glad I didn't see that. Um, by the way, I do want to say about the ending that last episode was an hour and 10 minutes and it flew by and i lost all sense of time so in that last shot i wasn't aware even during that last scene when it had that big pullback and you see the door has been broken and then you see the cop sitting on the car with the goat thing um i wasn't aware that that was going to be the last scene I was, I was totally, there could have been another 30 minutes of the episode as yeah. far as I was aware. So when it cut to black and the credits, I was like, oh shit, that's the end. That's it. That's it. Um, and it was almost Sopranos level, like jarring in a good way. But I was like, oh, and then it took me like, but I can't, it's like when you're reading a book and then it's got like a whole, you know, maybe 20 pages at the end of the book, which is like, read this from the from the author or something like that. So you don't know you're about to finish it. And then you, you finish, you turn the page, but oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, shit. And you have to reread the last page just to get that feeling. It's It was the same with this. I was like, oh, my God. And I had to beat for like a, you know, a few seconds or, you know, just thinking, oh, well, let's think. What else could there be? Nothing. That is the end. And then what Wendy says about like, you know, that's exactly what America is. And that's the eye of the duck of the whole show suddenly. And you're like, oh shit, that's genius. And it is like, oh, okay. But it, yeah, it took a moment to like process that there really is nothing else to tell. Everything is fine. We don't need a shot of Navarro's sister saying, Okay, Bertie, I'll see you. Don't get out of trouble or anything like that. It's like that's it. You know, um, it, it was a very, very good ending. Um, so I, I liked that. Let me give you two compliments, Sheppy, to wrap this up. One, I think I could go back and rewatch Ozark just on the strengths of all your analysis and beautiful, uh, you know, uh, pod journalism on this one. I think you've, you've hit the nail on so many points. And then second, your impressions of the female characters have been all world class. Like, <laughs> if, as and when and if you listen back to this, if you hear some of your impressions on this pod, it's amazing. Well, I know it, there's a good reason there. It helps when I'm losing expecting. my voice. <laughs> it's it's one strips or too many um so, so good stuff thank you jimmy uh, uh a pleasure lovely lovely nice ships i don't know how we uh do this round this one out apart jesus from, uh... fucking christ marty just fucking end it already We'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at shoulderspod.com or shoulderspod at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.